Teachers who go to high school reunions, what are the most striking stories you've seen? Not a teacher, but a graduate from high school in a crystal-addled city in the South, actually featured on a list placing number one for the most addicted city in Georgia. I can say that everyone who was successful left and stayed gone. According to the Facebook event page, like 10 people went. Possibly related, who pays $60 per ticket to hang out in a school gymnasium for their 10-year reunion? Here, we're number 10 in this alphabetical list of most addicted counties by state. Also not a teacher, but have been out of high school, an all-girls school, for six years. At our five-year reunion, I caught up with a girl who was severely bullied during high school. She fell off a horse in grade eight while riding competitive and legitimately snapped her spine, and was in a very intense back brace for her entire high school career. And my god, the other girls were so nasty to her. She would get made fun of for her appearance, and there was an incident where someone filmed her in class without her knowledge and then edited the video to have all these sexual innuendos about her back brace, and it was posted on Facebook. Our principal was also a horrible woman, and when the video got reported to the principal, the principal somehow blamed this girl instead of penalizing the bully. She ended up having to stay back a year because her disability was so bad and she couldn't complete her schoolwork and was unable to graduate. She was incredibly religious as well, and the other girls used to make weird Christian incest jokes about her mum having to bathe her because she couldn't bathe herself due to her back brace. Anyway, now she's doing some fancy medical degree in the UK and is pain-free and out of the back brace. She looks amazing, healthy, glowing, and rigorously kicks butt at the gym every day to physically rehabilitate her body. The best part of the story is that she has absolutely no ill will to the girls who bullied her. It upset her at the time, but she didn't let it scar her. She knew that her bullies were obviously insecure and dealing with some inner demons, if they went out of their way to ruin her life. She felt bad for them more than anything. I run into her at the gym all the time, and it's so nice to see her so confident and thriving. Nothing like a great recovery story to lift the spirits from the mire of high school misery. I sat beside this girl Joni in grade 8. She was so smart and really pretty. She would always finish the year with 95% averages, even as high as 98 in some subjects. I was a hooligan, that's why I was seated next to her. She would help me with stuff, always let me copy her homework, peek at tests. There's no way I would have passed without her. The teacher would always say you'll never get anywhere if you just copy Joni all the time. She works the drive through at A&W now, and has a herd of children with some skeezy-looking guy who's in and out of jail. Breaks my heart when I see her. So much potential to end up flipping burgers. I always wonder where it went wrong with her. Nine times out of ten, crappy home life just finally got to her, found someone who loved her like she wasn't at home and got pregnant. If you only love you 20%, finding someone who loves you 30% is like winning the lottery. Not a teacher, but about a girl I used to be interested in since elementary school. We were really close friends. I'd even work for her dad when I was a kid, stuffing envelopes for him to send out to his clients, just basic stuff that he offered us 10 cents per envelope to be a nice guy. In high school, we drifted apart a little, and she's starting dating another friend of mine who shortly after noped out of that relationship because she wanted him to make her pregnant. Fast forward a couple of years after graduation, and she did have children, who she then suffocated when they were three years old and 22 months old, sentenced to over 40 years in jail. She was smart, pretty, and charming, and now she might never see the outside world again. Needless to say, she didn't make it to the 10-year reunion. 13 dead out of 217, class of 11. Two car wrecks, one took their own life, one dead soldier, one lost at sea, and the rest overdosed. We did a five-year reunion because we lost like four of them during year four. I swear, staying in your hometown after high school will kill you.
Not a teacher, but there was a guy who was a stereotypical jock in high school. Very unemotional, stoic, etc. Then he went into the military and got PTSD. Now he's a hippie and a psychotherapist. The buttheads that graduated my year of 2001 tried to organize our 10-year reunion in 2010. Class of 2001 represent. My wife and I skipped our 10-year because it was literally a pizza party with an open bar and daycare. I'm not flying back for that. After the reunion, there was a big meltdown on the class Facebook page about how everyone was still in the same cliques as teenagers. None of the actually awesome people showed up. Maybe the 20-year will be better. It was not better. Not a teacher, but I went to my 10-year reunion. Back in high school, we had a kid who has Asperger's and was a little weird. He was, however, amazing at the yo-yo, having picked one up during middle school when we had that yo-yo trick assembly. Everyone else had stopped walking the dog in 8th grade. This guy was doing more and more elaborate tricks every day during lunch. He was bullied and teased, but he continued doing what he loved. So at our 10-year reunion, people from every strata of high school popularity there was, including this guy. He was his same old self, but more confident. I asked him if he still yo-yos, and he busted out his custom-made titanium yo-yo that he said he made on a CNC lathe. He then starts to do some tricks, and a large crowd gathered around. It was quite the show. He had gotten very good. When he finished, people clapped and cheered, and even the jockiest dudes from back in the day fist-bumped and told him how badass he was. The most amazing transformation was everyone else. Nobody teased him for being who he was anymore. They now admired him for being so passionate about something. I'm really hoping for a Kevin update one of these days. The narrator hopes this as well. To understand the context of the legend that is Kevin, check out one of our earlier videos, Teachers, what's your that student definitely isn't going places moment video. Kevin was a child with what I can only describe as a list of impressive achievements in stupidity. He was very entertaining to hear from, and one wonders how he'd got to 13 years old. In high school, I was pretty good friends with a guy that was a bit overweight, about six foot four, really smart and a bit nerdy. Lost track of him after high school, but then saw him at our 10-year reunion. He was the talk of the reunion. Still tall, but had lost all the weight and was in great shape, and had long hair like Fabio and was a doctor. He showed up with a beautiful wife. He then gave us his contact info and invited us to Atlanta to stay with him in his big house. After the reunion, I tried to get in touch. Contact info didn't work, and through some sleuthing I found out he was neither married nor a doctor. He was still in good shape, can't fake that, but faked everything else. He was still tall, though. What if he showed up and he was like five foot five? Now that's a story. Not really a surprise, but the guy who used to bully me all the time is basically homeless. He refuses to go back to his parents, absolutely nothing wrong with them, he just never got out of the rebel teen phase, and spends his nights either couch surfing at a mate's or sleeping on the streets if no one can take him in. Any job he gets, he stays at until he has enough money for whatever he wants at the time, and then quits. Skates all the time and wants to go pro, but spends all his time smoking green herb and drinking and then crying about his life doesn't go anywhere. People at the reunion were astounded that he had just not changed one bit. He still used the slang words he used back then, and even tried to get his old mates to tease me like they used to, but they didn't because they're all adults now with jobs, and some even have kids. He was kicked out of the venue because he tried to pick a fight with a guy who laughed at him for how he was dressed. 30-year-old man dressed as a teenager. I think it's important to note that this guy and I used to be close friends before he started bullying me. I know his parents weren't horrible because I saw his home life firsthand, and he'd lashed out at them for simple things and treated them both like crap. The worst I can say about them is that they were pushovers when it came to punishing him. 
There were a couple of guys like that at my 10-year anniversary. Walked in like they owned the place, thought the status quo hadn't changed, then fricked right on out the door and they realized that nobody really gave a crap about high school politics 10 years after the fact. I didn't go to my 20th, but saw the list of dead people. I tried to look them up in my yearbook, but shockingly, every single one of the 7 to 8 people were in the no picture section, which was maybe 5% of the class. So either the yearbook cast a curse, or there's some correlation between not being able or not wanting to take a yearbook picture and dying young. I have a few. One guy was the star pupil. Smart, handsome, athletic, everything. Dating the head cheerleader. Some hallmark movie crap. They leave to go off to college and nobody thinks it'll go wrong. Come ten years later, she divorced him, was given the house his late grandfather built in the divorce, and lived in there with her new lover while he was in a hotel. Ten-year reunion happens, he's deathly skinny and depressed. Sees the school, remembers the memories he had, goes home after reunion, and takes his own life, leaving behind two little girls. His ex got chased out of the community last year. Death threats against her and her lover. She's trying to get back in contact with people now, because the lover took her money and fled back to the Philippines, and she's now homeless. I'm a middle school teacher of over 10 years, so some of my students are high school and college graduates at this point. I'm happy to say that a good number of them have reached out to me to share life stories and updates. The one student that came to mind was confidentially severely depressed from a broken home with identity issues and wanted to take her own life. She came to me for help and we found spoken word poetry as an outlet for her emotions, anxiety, and discovery of self-worth. She's currently returning to high school to finish her associate's degree and she was the first in her family to graduate high school. I get updates from her on my birthday each year. She still writes and performs spoken word poetry in her spare time. A former student of mine grew up in an ultra-conservative home. He and his siblings were never allowed to socialize with other students during lunch and recess. Whenever they had free time at school, they had to read their Bibles. In science class, they were forbidden to learn about evolution. Every essay, short story, personal narrative, and poem he wrote for me involved some kind of Christian theme. When he graduated, he immediately enrolled in a big seminary in our area, and that was the last I heard of him until his class invited me to their 10-year reunion. This same kid showed up with sleeve tattoos, piercings everywhere, slamming beer after beer after beer, and smoking like a locomotive. When I asked what he was doing now, he responded he currently worked as a bouncer at a strip club. You know what? I think the transition for this guy was probably at the very least a very interesting story. I hope this guy is happy with his new life. A frustrating thing as a teacher is not being able to remember all the kids you've taught. I've taught roughly 150 kids a year for 15 years, so it becomes hard to remember specific things about every student. I feel like a D-bag when a kid who really enjoyed my class comes up and asks me questions about life or the class he or she was in, and I can't remember much about it i found that I usually remember high-achieving or creative students or kids who were behaved badly, as I have a soft spot for these kids. Since I usually remember the badly behaved kids, I have noticed that most of them figured it out by the time they reach 30. Most have great jobs and are well-adjusted. Conversely, many of the high-achieving students end up dropping out of college and are working low-wage jobs. I don't believe that high school is much of an indicator of future success. As long as you graduate high school and attempt college, how you performed in high school will not be that important. At a reunion, my English teacher told me to not be an English teacher. Then we started pounding wine, and I complimented her on her then-recent publication of a romance novel. It was actually a great read. I commented that she had been clearly naughtier than I'd previously realized. Well, here goes nothing. Not a teacher. Well, technically I am, but this is a story from my reunion. 
But at high school reunion, everyone from my class was doing as well or better than could be expected, except for one guy. Let's call him John. At school, John was a smart kid, well-mannered, pretty quiet, and taller than everyone else. We were actually pretty good friends at the time, but lost touch after a while. This was before social networks. I know he went to university to study computer science, and the last thing I heard about him was that he'd gotten married and had two kids. Anyways, I was looking forward to seeing him and finding out what he was up to for the past 15 years, but he didn't show up. Later, the teacher told us that she'd try to contact him, but no one knows where he is. He left one day to go to work and never came back. No bodies have been found. He hasn't contacted his wife or sister. He simply vanished into thin air. I tried finding him online numerous times, but to no avail. I still try from time to time. I just hope he's safe and well. Had my 10-year reunion in the last year. Lots of people came into town. During the actual reunion, there was a lot of bragging and obvious flexing. Fast forward to the end of the night and people are planning an after-party. I end up going to it and the buzz that everyone had at the primary event is replaced with sloppy drunkenness and the previous boastfulness is replaced with them all confessing their insecurities, their health problems, their loveless marriages, that they hate their jobs and bosses, was a bit awkward. In my high school, they used some of the class reps as volunteers in order to organize this 10-year meeting. My at-that-time classmaster told me that a super good-looking woman, she was 29 back then, I was 17, and damn, she was top three women I've ever seen in my life, was one of the dirtiest students she had ever had. She would not shower for days, and at some point she was out of school for a week or so because she got a really bad infection from her period and a lack of showers. Also, one of the smartest guys from that generation, who went to veterinary school, was convicted for selling some sort of animal tranquilizers to people, and used some on himself. He seemed super normal, but when he spoke to you, you could tell that there were some clicks in his brain that were not connecting at all. Losing the idea in the middle of the sentence, couldn't keep the voice at the same tone for more than 10 seconds, going from whispering to shouting and stuff like that. Not a teacher, but I went to my 20th about 5 years ago. The woman organizing the event was in my class since third grade and was always bright, intelligent, charming, and pretty. She was very active in high school and by all counts had a very bright future. Speaking to her at the reunion, it seemed that that had happened for her. We talked about her self-help and life coaching company and how they're growing and doing great. I asked her to send me more information when I got home, which is on the other side of the country. I got an email from her introducing me to her West Coast partner whose email was from the URL esplosangeles.com, which I thought sounded very contrary to what I was expecting. A quick look at their website had me immediately worried, and a short Google later I saw that they are an offshoot of the NXIVM cult that has been all over the news. The woman I was talking to that I knew since age 8 was Lauren Salzman, who just this week pled guilty to holding two trafficked victims who were subjected to the unspeakable act, locked in a room for two years. She was trying to recruit me and basically everyone at the reunion into NXIVM. I noped right out of the email conversation and have been watching everything unfold for the last five years. They're all looking at some serious jail time now. Wow, I can imagine some crazy stuff having happened in people's busy decades since school, but leading a cult branch and trafficking people wouldn't have been on my bingo card. Used to have this one kid in my art class in senior high who treated it like one of those easy-to-pass classes. He was a big guy, much bigger than the other students, and he had used his size and strength to bully other kids. The smaller ones, he was a little B-word underneath it all. He would draw guns and crosses in his art book with pseudo-gangster sayings like live by the gun, die by the gun, and F the police. You get the idea. 
Come reunion time, which was some five years later, he's found a girl who really reined him in, and kind of like a hunter taming a wolf, turned him into a really good man. They had a baby boy and he's a responsible father and does yoga on the rocks by the beach. Complete 180. I do think he was a good guy underneath it all, he just needed direction from someone who could break down his walls. Teacher here, you see defense mechanisms like these all the time in kids who have been destroyed by someone they trusted, or they've been bullied and they're trying to scare people away before they have the chance to hurt them. Or I mean, sometimes the kid is just a psychopath, that happens, but more rarely. One of the best parts about being a teacher is when you actually get a defense mechanism kid to trust you, and others, so they stop being so freaking scary all the time. I was the girl version of this. Angry, self-harm, scary drawings and poems all over my books. I would light up in front of teachers just to get reactions and finished with a 0.5 GPA. 0.5. I was institutionalized twice. All it actually took was putting me into a supportive, unconditional environment. Now I'm working on my masters and learning a lot of skills I never realized I was missing. The only part that hurts is knowing the time I lost being in a toxic environment as a kid through high school. I hope my teachers from then know I'm doing okay. Going to post my mum's story because she doesn't have an account. She was a home economics teacher and specifically she had one class called Relationship Psychology, where every day to start her class, she would read through that cheesy Dear Abby newspaper advice column to talk with the class on how they would respond to the problem. One day ahead of class, she noticed that a letter published talked about a kid who sounded a lot like a student in her class and was located in our hometown. They always end the letter with a name and city and my mum was always very involved with her students and their personal lives. The letter talked about a kid who was terrified of going into college and how he got rejected from all the schools he wanted to go to, had no self-confidence, abusive father, money problems, and that he would lose all of his close friends. He couldn't stand the idea of leaving his disabled mother and that he felt enormous pressure as a first-gen college student and had ultimately decided not to go to college at all. She read it to the class and they discussed and she could tell the boy in her class was very uncomfortable. After class, she asked him about it and it was in fact a letter written by him. He never thought it would get published and responded to by the Dear Abby column and was super embarrassed. He, like other students, never even knew what the Dear Abby column was until they took her class. Afterwards, she talked through everything with him and talked with his mother and evaluated his options on how to best approach college. She taught him finances, loans, scholarship options, his mum's condition, and everything, and got him into a place where he could feel better about his future. Four years later, the kid ended up being the speaker at his college graduation of over 7,000 kids met his wife at college, all his groomsmen, and got a killer job through his career fair on campus before graduating. She flew out and attended as he invited her. Was always blown away by that. Like many others, I'm not a teacher, but a 35-year-old. I went to a high school in Venezuela. I left the country when I was 17 and never saw any of them until what you might call a virtual reunion on Facebook a few years ago. The reason I got to even know they had a group? The guy everyone knew bullied me was shot and killed by his best friend at the time. Apparently, he kept being a nasty piece of work after graduating, and this was the end result. Besides that, most of my classmates moved from the country due to the crisis. Those who stayed are having a bad time. Like everyone else in the country, it is weird seeing them in Facebook in random countries and doing things that I would never have expected from them as a teen. One is a cook in Sweden, one is an MMA fighter in California, One is an accountant in Australia, plenty have middle-class lives in other South American countries. Simply interesting. 
A student of mine went through a really tough time. His dad was actually convicted of attempted murder on his mother during his time at school, which sent the mum into a sort of apathetic depression. I walked him to the trial and I testified. I was in close contact with his therapist and social services. He's now a year from taking his master's in software engineering and he has a baby on his way. He's really happy now and his wife is the sweetest you'll ever meet. He told me that I was his role model for parenting. Made me cry. Like ugly, snot, can't breathe crying. I wish him all the luck in the world. He's going to be a great dad. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. Put the playlist on in the background to finish listening to all the stories, linked at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Genius, give Am I the Jerk a shot, linked in the description too. Either way, thanks a lot for watching, and we'll see you guys next time.